have 60 seconds to comply. I think you'd better do what he says, Mr. Kenny. You have 60 seconds to comply. This is the 2021 Christmas special. Part man? Part machine. All part. part. Now, got a bit of an interesting one here. Uh, yes. you thought You thought that there was only one Christmas special that Robocop the franchise has ever given us, but you were wrong. Oh, I thought that, and uh, you have clued me into something really interesting, so... Yes, so this is a, a fairly forgotten show, and I think it's because it, it's it's bold. It really took a huge swing and a miss, but <laughs> I love things like that, that it just... They mm. really went all in on a really high-concept premise, ultimately to its failure... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bury Lee here. I wasn't overly impressed with this, to be honest, but cards on the table. I, I'm not a fan of American sitcoms, so that's no. burying the lead a bit. I know, but um, you're more of a fan, so... Yeah, it, it's a RoboCop tie-in that yeah. was kind of a satire of sitcoms, but was also played as a straight sitcom, and oh. I love it. It is such a hidden gem, and oh, we should probably say the title. It's called That 70s Show... It's, no one has heard of it, but yeah, it was pretty good. I guess not being a fan of the genre, I I wasn't clued into the uh, the satire, but I mm. guess you're going to explain all that to me. I got a couple of comments, but but yeah, go on, please please explain, because I, I, I'm, I'm a bit confused on how this ties in. Yeah. I, I know we got one tie. Yes. So, so it is a, it, yeah, it's a Bodica prequel. And What? Yes, and you're probably thinking that's insane, and yet they're doing it yeah. again because it's the Dick Jones one that they're trying to do, and yes. it's I yeah, I, I I don't I, they're probably going to learn from this one. I don't think they're going to go as <laughs> to me that '70s show is almost like what David Lynch did with Twin Peaks, and he was satirizing oh. the soap operas and dramas of the time but played it kind of straight oh. as well, and yeah, so it's in that weird middle ground. And, and this wasn't long after. Yeah, I was a bit confused, because, I mean, Boddicker in this is he's surly and a bit abrasive, but, you know, mm. I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't get, like, cop killer vibes. I mean, right, so I'm thinking if they had let this show run longer, yeah, like, step aside, yeah. Vince Gilligan. We're not... Breaking Bad. Oh no, this is yeah, this is bef Breaking Bad before Breaking Bad. Oh, okay, yeah, because again, not really being clued into that. I, I, I just thought this was just a yeah, just a janky boomer comedy from the nineties. Yeah, but... and that's the problem. I think. I mean, there are touches here and there where you think, oh, maybe there is this darker element, but they just played it way too subtle. Um, but I have uh, done a little bit of research. So, um, produced by Mark Brazil, who also made Third Rock from the Sun. And oh, okay. um, he often uh, worked with, uh, collaborated with uh, Bonnie and Terry Turner. And their history is in, you know, well, they've also done Third Rock from the Sun, I should say. But they've also done SNL, Wayne's World. So, they were definitely trying to do comedy hmm. in a straight up way. Wayne's World had a satirical element, I know that. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, you'd think they would have nailed that satirical tone a little better, but no, I think this... Well, the other issue, too, 
is that this was originally supposed to be, a lot of people don't know this, it was originally supposed to be a 45-minute-long pilot. Oh! Halfway through production, they had to cut it back to a 21-minute pilot. Oh, God. So I think that was the issue. I think if they had gotten that 40 minutes, the back half of it, which is the second episode after this one, yeah, there's some really weird temporal shenanigans going on in regard to the pacing and the thing, and this like, uh, particularly the party. It feels really truncated. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that that explains so much just right there. Mm. But yeah, so I think the issue is they are trying to establish a lot of characters, and this was actually mm. uh, one of the earliest roles for Ashton Kutcher and um, mm. Mila Kunis. This kind of launched their careers. So, yeah, Iron Topher yes. Grace, obviously. Yeah, I mean, he was fantastic in uh, was it Spider Man Three? You know, yeah, playing Peter Parker. Yes, that was inspired casting. Yeah, and. Uh, it was very cool seeing him again in No Way Home. So, mm. yeah. But it's crazy how this pilot led to a few different careers after, but I, I'm not sure if it was directly because of this. I don't know. I'm thinking out loud here. No, it, it could be one of those scenes where it was enough that it got them noticed. I mean, mm. I know that uh, who, who's Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis, yeah. they, had a, they end up becoming a couple. and Yeah don't know what happened with that afterwards but uh that's just i just know that through you know cultural osmosis but uh i know they they both went on to do movie careers and i, I don't think i've ever seen any of it but i forgot to check when this aired i think it's late 90s and it's funny you it know, feels 90s yeah <laughs> i really does. i remember recognizing those actors when they showed up in other things and then i got to a point where mm. i realized oh no one remembers what that 70s show is I seem to be the only one who remembers that that's where these actors came from. Yeah, as I said, I'm not a fan, so I tend to avoid these things like the plague. Yeah, my family were really big on the sitcom, so, you know, Seinfeld, Friends, those were always on the TV. And yeah. eh, i got a love-hate relationship. I've got... I think of a Seinfeld that actually might have broke my love of a sitcom. Out. <laughs> I just could not stand that show. Yeah, I, I kind of enjoy Seinfeld. Um, mostly because Jerry drives a Saab. Is that it? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> that could be it. That could be it. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so I think... Uh, oh, God, uh, Bodica, the acting on the... Uh, yeah. Blanking on his Kurt name. Kurtwood Smith. Kurtwood Smith. He is fantastic in this, and he is yeah. so... He gets his character. He is so on point from the get-go... Mm. But, yeah, they needed to establish all these characters first before they brought in yeah. the main course, I guess. And oh, I wish they could have just started, you know, screw that first ten minutes. Just go straight to Bodica yeah. and his relationship with his family. And Yeah. You can imagine, like, um, like if this was, like, this has run the full season, like, maybe even by the end of either season one or maybe this in season two... That's when, like, maybe he would have finally met Dick Jones. Like, yeah, feels like there's enough potential there. Yeah, we don't even know where he works in this pilot. Yeah. Um, no, no. So that's why I'm thinking, if they did continue on, is that you know you show him just you know having a family meal, and he gets a phone call, and he goes out, and he, oh, okay, this is what he does. Yeah, it, it could be one of those things that this is like because we know in RoboCop there's the. 
the downturn of uh, old Detroit, and this could be that thing where maybe there was, you know, he was a well-adjusted, you know, middle-class guy, and just things went bad. The economy goes to shit. Look, we've lived through a couple of economic crashes, yes. big economic crashes just recently, so it's not that far off to imagine that's what happened to this guy. And he turned to a life of crime. Maybe something happened to the family. That could set someone off. Yeah, so from what I've been able to gather from um, the what they call the show Bible, um, I was oh, able yeah. to find some scans from PDFs of the ancient Bible. And um, <laughs> it seems to imply that... Uh, so this is set in Wisconsin, this episode. Okay. And he gets a job in Detroit... Um, it doesn't specify what, and, you know, it's, things seem to be on the up and up, and then there's something, something happens and everything shifts, and I would love to have seen that. You you start off with this, it's almost like too many cooks. You start off with, you know, too many cooks, too many, it's just like a normal sitcom and it's really cheesy and stuff. And Mm. then, oh, oh, it's still going. Oh, it's getting weird. Oh, I'm scared now. (laughs) Well, that's... That's one of the things I've always hated about American sitcoms is that it's they literally just copy paste a script. Oh, it, absolutely, yeah. And they just you know find and replace words. It's just it's the same beats, the same plot, the same thing, and everything resets. And it's always uh, cyclic. So it's it, there's never any progression. So, yeah, so the idea, yeah, the idea of a, a sitcom actually going a bit out of the way and having a bit of depth and I don't know. I can't think of anything that was like that at the time or even to this day. Maybe Modern Family a little bit. But yeah, the idea of a sitcom being episodic and Mm. uh, building upon everything that came before. Yeah. Yeah. It it, it feels like a waste of opportunity, especially when, um, you know, let's face it, anything with a kid, kids Mm. grow up. Yep. So... It's a kind of embarrassing when you've got these, like... Well, it's, it's bad enough sometimes when they actually hire, um, you know, adults to play teenagers. Mm. But then when they're still playing teenagers, it's like... Oh, my God. So that's the other thing. This cast, they are in their 20s, and they look very mature. <laughs> and they're supposed to be high school students. And uh, so, yeah, <clears throat> breaking down the plot. So you've got uh, Donna and Jackie, the, the two yeah. uh, female characters in the, in the, in the friend yeah. dynamic. So there, Jackie is a little princess, basically, and she's upset that she's single for Christmas. So she goes out yeah. to a bar with Donna, and she's flirting with these firemen, and it turns out that one of the firemen <laughs> actually dated her mum back in the day. So yeah, that's that plot. And that was good. <laughs> yes. In a, in a twisted way. Yeah, that was a fun little punchline. And then um, to Eric, who is... Bodica's son, uh, yeah. Hyde, and then Ashton Kutcher and this Fez, um, Kelso and Fez. Yeah, they're all just having a boys' night, Christmas Eve kind of thing, and Hyde's dad is uh, a bit of a coward, and he lets his son yeah. do everything. He's like, but I want him to be my friend, and yeah. Hyde's dad, I do have a note on that. So that actor is Robert Hayes. Um, Rings of Bell. You might know him from a, a little movie called Airplane. He was the main... He was Jeff Stryker. <gasps> oh, he has a drinking problem. Yes. <laughs> um, 
his career never really took off, pun intended, uh, mm. after those movies. He started in a few different things. One th- movie he did star in was a little movie called Fifty Fifty, okay. co-starring Peter Weller. Oh, it's all connected. It's all connected. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe he was the one who jinxed the show. You know, his, his yeah, choice didn't take off. Um, I really like the dialogue for Bodic Clarence. I should mix it up, Clarence Bodica. Um Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't refer to him as uh, Boddicker in the show, so I'm guessing you know, maybe there's a bit of witness protection or something going on. Like, the identity changes. Um, so, I don't know. Yeah, so... I don't know his last name in the, well, in the show. So. Yeah, they just give him the nickname Red. So, yes. yeah. But, yeah, I mean, he's like, you know, dumbass and my foot up your ass. It's like, that's his catchphrases, and he's definitely... That's, yeah. It's the Boddicker character we know and love to hate, but he's not quite pushed the line yet. He already crossed over that line. He, he's just, you know, a bit of a grumpy yeah. dad. And they make a big deal out of that. They're focusing on the fact that, you know, uh, Bodica is a scary man. Everyone respects him mm. or fears him. Uh, he has a military history. We didn't know about that, about Clarence before. Yeah. Two about lieutenants. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, was that his original uh, ranking? Hmm. Now we know. Maybe that's why he knows the tactics with taking down cops, military training. That could explain. Actually, yeah. Black Ops! Oh. He's definitely Potent- done potentially? some... Potentially? Yeah, he's definitely done some things that are on a piece of paper that are oh, all blacked out. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely done some black... Um, what's, it, what's, yeah, what's the phrase? Um, black redacted, Ops. Yeah, 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 yeah Black uh, Ops. Yeah. yeah, redacted. Yeah, he's definitely done some nasty government shit. Yeah, I mean, we uh, they are doing a lot to establish, you know, he has this aptitude for leadership, uh, Hydestad defers to him and his authority, uh, mm. betas sensing alphas, as the idiots on the internet say. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I found was a bit weird is that I never got the sense that, just from looking at them, like, uh, Red and, was it Eric? Yes. It's supposed to be father and son, but I don't know. I, I think it's just, look, I love Kurtwood Smith. Mm-hmm. He just, and this is supposed to be a prequel, but he just looked a bit old. And yeah. In, it's one of the things of like, Eric, he looks like he's old enough to be almost, no, maybe not granddad, but like uncle. I think they should have given Kurtzwood a wig or something to just age yeah. him down, at least for the first episode. I don't know yeah, why. It, I, in my extensive research, and there's not much out there, yeah, I can't tell you why. Yeah. You clearly couldn't replace that character with any other actor, let's be honest. I mean, so I like that idea, but. I don't know. It just could have. just could have done something. Maybe even just instead of having and have a teenage son. Maybe he was just. Maybe his son yeah, could have been his twenties. Stooge. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. That would. Yes, I really like that. That his son is. It's almost like in. Um, oh God, the sitcom with Michael J. Fox. Uh, family ties. Family ties. Yeah, where his parents yes. are the hippies and. And he's, he's a conservative. He's a conservative yuffie kind of. Yeah. 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 Do that kind of thing. I could imagine that. Yeah. Um, hmm. And then you just got more of the business, capitalist, political mm. satire in there. Again, I think it was just too little. Uh, it, mm. I know they wanted a slow burn, but because it was, you know, network television in the 90s, yeah. I think they were out of their mind to try and do something like this. I think nowadays... You know, if you see this on yeah. Netflix and you can see oh, yeah. where it's going, and I think that's what's going to happen with, with the Dick Jones show. I hope that's also a satire of, I don't know, maybe Suits or like a show like that, maybe. Yeah, you, you said like 
Breaking Bad. So like even like on HBO, like maybe that's mm. the way we could have got um a more a tonally appropriate uh, prequel series out of this. Yeah, I mean, I really admire Mark Brazil. For, again, I love a big swing and a miss because it's so experimental. <laughs> and yeah. I, 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 well, again, we've already said it should have been 40 minutes long. And I just, I would yes. love to. I have seen this episode so many times because it is just such a weird little anomaly in the Robocop franchise. And it has already yeah. a lot of weird anomalies. Well, there's a moment where, um, oh, what's his face? Um, oh, Ashton Kutcher's, I, I forget uh, Kelso, his character's yeah. name is. Kelso. He goes, that was a great party. And they're going, we, we barely saw it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm guessing like maybe like five or ten, well, maybe, you know, probably not ten minutes, but maybe a few of those minutes were that party and we missed it. Yeah, I was not able to find a script so yeah because it felt like the party ends when those two guys leave and then yeah. the, then we cut back like i don't know 20 minutes later and this the party's still going it's like i feel like maybe that's where bodica would have stepped in at some point yeah but he doesn't he shows up after it's done yeah it feels like you know a day has passed throughout all this stuff and yet it again let's say time is weebly wobbly here mm. i'm not sure if that's the, the producers making a comment about um, sitcom time shenanigans and compressed time overall. Yeah, maybe. Because you've got the girls going out cruising for dates. Mm. That seems to take out of place. But all the stuff regarding Bodica feels like it takes place over a day. Yeah. Like, over two days. I, it does lack cohesion. I think that's the biggest issue yeah. that the pilot it just doesn't... It's trying to be too many things, and it's obviously had to be edited to half that length, and it shows. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It it was weird. Anyway, um, so where were we? We were at the um, the party happens. The party happens, and, and then Hyde's dad. Uh, so Kitty, we haven't even mentioned Kitty. So oh uh, yes, Clarence Bodica. Sorry, yes, has a wife, and a wife. Uh, you yeah. would actually recognize her from the recent One Division series. Uh, yes. <laughs> she is also the wife of a businessman, I think the boss of Vision in yes. one of the black and white ones. And I think it's the the first episode. Yeah, and she's just gorgeous. I love she, her. She's great. Uh, she is amazing in this. Yeah, and I uh, love her very 70s hair. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, it, it, this is part of my thing where I was saying about... It, funny, okay. This explains kind of the boomer generation to a certain degree. Because mm. you have this woman like coming into a stranger's house and start fussing about. Oh, I should clean these things. And yeah. it pays off later on. But it's it's a bit weird. It's like, you no, know, you're not. You're in someone else's house. Don't be bothering cleaning it. No, this is the housewife way, apparently, in the 1970s. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I think she's well cast. I would, I would love to see more of her... And Kurtzwood, yes. I think. They had a good chemistry, great casting, mm. so I will give them that. Is it too late to revive this show? <laughs> so, funny enough, you say that. I was doing a little bit of research. They've commissioned a sequel to this called The 90s Show. The only two people returning from the original cast are uh, Kurtwood Smith and... Oh, God. I am blanking on the wife's now. I'm going to look that up because that's just wrong of me to do that. Uh, Deborah Jo Rupp. The only two yes. characters are returning, hmm. so yeah, I thought you'd I thought you'd like that. Uh, mostly the same creative people. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, now it's 1995. 
Leah Foreman yeah. is visiting her grandparents for the summer. Okay, yeah. holy shit! So they are bringing them back. Oh my god! But how does how does that work? I don't know, but maybe this is the actual. Okay, so seventies doesn't work well for RoboCop as a prequel. I, I, well, okay, so the time is really nebulous in RoboCop, but nineteen nineties feels a bit more appropriate, especially if like, let's say this show goes on for nineteen ninety five. Yeah. 2000. Yeah, because we never get a date for RoboCop, so I'm guessing no. maybe it was a studio decision. They just went, well, it came out in 87, so just make it 10 years before yeah. that. They don't want to confuse people. Yeah, but if we go in universe, maybe the thing that caused the downfall of society, and a few years after, you know, 1995, mm. 2001, September 11. Yeah. War. Mm-hmm. Things got a shift. Um,. Uh, 2007 is the global financial crisis. Hmm. What? Yeah, and in real life, Detroit goes to hell. So maybe they're trying to tie that in. Maybe they're just doing a time skip uh, to try and you know tie it in a bit better. Yeah, I we think so. We've not seen it. The 90s makes a lot more sense. I think. Um, yeah. Also, I love that Bodica. He's very much. I mean, he's not as violent, obviously, as uh, as no. he will become, but. It still get this sense of this is this um, very I don't know uh, not sinister he's not quite sinister yet but just very no, acerbic no. and surly yeah and he's shoved into this cheesy seventy sitcom he doesn't fit in I love the line where Eric's apologizing <laughs> he's like I'm really sorry and afraid yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's there's something bubbling underneath and I th- I really enjoyed that. So in the end, oh yeah, so we should mention um, very vague plot. The plot is not really important, yeah. but yeah. So Eric, after ha- going to Hyde's party, he's totally trashed. He vomits on his dad's shoes, and so in yeah. the end, he Clarence wraps up yeah. the shoes, gifts it to Eric. He's like, "I want you to <laughs> clean those shoes." And I would have loved. Yeah. I mean, I get where the. the the joke, you know, the setup and the payoff and all that. But I would have yeah. loved it if it was something a little bit more sinister. Because then you end <laughs> on this note of, holy shit, what did I just watch? Where is this going? Yeah, like maybe if he was like, you know, he, he, he vomited on his gun or something like that, and that's <laughs> what he has to clean. Yeah, you know? yeah, and it's and it's the, and, and it's the um and it's the Desert Eagle he has in in the original movie where, mm. with the um with the barreled silencer and all that. Maybe that was it. You know, he's he hears something outside and he's you know he puts his gun away or puts his gun on like on like maybe belt holsters or something like that and that's what gets thrown up on yeah and those things have to be cleaned properly so you can't True. just have puke all over it <laughs> yeah they could have done more to tie it into robocop and uh, yeah. i think i don't know the producers just wanted to do something a little bit more abstract yeah. or take their time to get into it or maybe it was yeah. Well, it could be a case of we're trying to appeal to too many audiences. We're trying to please everyone, and then you end up failing. Yeah. And yeah, I yeah, think yeah. you watch this, and I think you could watch it and just think it was an average sitcom and have no idea it's connected to RoboCop. Yeah, that feels like a that feels like a. I was gonna say studio thing, but it's not studio. Uh, network. That's network, probably yeah. a network. Uh, no, it's just like, yeah, we, I know we ordered this thing, but can you can you tone down all the you know. Robocop references? I would kill to get 
an original script, I want to know what that other 20 minutes was. Because I feel like it... Yeah. Well, because it's been so many years since I've seen it, my imagination's had a long time to just go buck wild. I've imagined <laughs> all sorts of crazy scenarios of... Yeah, it goes super dark towards the end, but... You know, mm. if he's or if they're still living in Wisconsin in the pilot, yeah, you know, I can't imagine them going across to Detroit in that first episode. Or maybe they do. Mm. It, it, time in a sitcom, very quick. So yeah, yeah, that's what I said. The time shenanigans enough in just this one episode is a bit weird. But you know, I guess one of the things back in the day it was you know they didn't really plan multi-year things. So yeah, probably this might have been one of those first experiments because. This is an experimental show, so maybe one of those first times I went, well, we know where this is going to end. We're going to drag it on because, you know, we want to be paid lots of money. Yeah. So this came out, oh, 1998. Isn't that so bizarre that, mm, yeah. Wow. It, it, so, yeah, the 90s are over 20 years ago. So it's the same yeah. distance of time. And... The only difference I feel, you know, the fashion and everything has changed, but yeah, the biggest thing is at work they've always got you know the oldies station on, and uh, <laughs> I mean the eighties music is all fun and peppy and great, and then the nineties comes along and it's just yeah. like, and I don't want the world to see me. <laughs> so, fuck off! It's so everything is so whiny. All nineties, well, most ninety percent of nineties music is really whiny. <laughs> No, I, I, yeah, I was going to say, no, no, yeah, 90% of the 90s music is pretty accurately just terrible. I, yeah. I lived, I lived through that the first time, and no, most of it was shit. A great time for electronic music, you know, your uh, Eurobeats yeah. and your Daft Punks <laughs> and your Big Beat Crystal Methods, all that stuff. But it's funny, because you bring that up, um, I... Early '90s music was a, was really trying to like milk like the last part of the uh, '80s. Oh yeah, and it really didn't have an, an identity until essentially Nirvana came along and kicked it in the ass. It pulled a mm. it pulled a red bodica on the industry and mm. did this whole thing of like you know you know that angry angry teenage kind of angst that really helped propel it forward. But then it kind of you know. Kurt Cobain died, and it kind of sucked again. You know, the R&B came along and just made it really sanitized and boring. Yeah, I just... You made me think, um... Red. I wonder why his nickname is Red. Because of all the blood he spilt in Nam. Yeah, maybe it's, uh... It, it could be. Yeah, maybe it does have a sinister implication, but, uh, yeah, it just seems kind of random otherwise. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, cause... If he was if he was ginger, I, I, I get it. But that's no. So the Australian thing would be calling him blue, then wouldn't he? Yeah, blue. <laughs> I don't know why, but that's what we do. Um, yeah, it is the opposite on the color wheel. That's all I can think of. But, <laughs> um, so Twin Peaks was in nineteen ninety, and I think, uh, well, the wow, movie it was too, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, fire... Firewalk with Me came out later, didn't it? Ninety two, uh, and this came out ninety eight. So I mean, you know. It's still relatively recent, and I think mm. that's what they wanted to go with. I really do feel that was the intention of a satirical, surreal kind of show, but mm. the difference is Twin Peaks. The pilot is movie length. It has that time... Because I think if you mm. only watch the first 20 minutes of Twin Peaks, it is quite <laughs> literally, you know, a murder in a sleepy little town... Here's a detective coming in to clean things up. 
That's honestly all I... I know I've seen the pilot episode, and that's literally all I remember. All I remember is, she's dead, wrapped in plastic. Yep. That's all I remember the entire show. Yes, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it. That's my only memory. They apparently flogged that scene in trailers. I don't know why. <laughs> yes. That's probably why I can remember it. Wrapped in plastic. Wrapped in plastic. <laughs> now... I'm wondering if maybe what this needed was a more auteur director, and I mean, they didn't really mm. do that back in the day. It's surprising David Lynch no. did television, but David Lynch kind of does whatever the hell he wants. In fact, David Lynch <laughs> cooked me dinner last night. I don't know why. <laughs> I just came home, and he was like, hey, take a seat, bud. We got something to talk about. And I felt really stressed the whole time. Cause Get he off w- your fucking phone. <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't tell me the whole time what we were going to talk about. I mean, we're talking about other things, but I was like, but what is the thing you came over? It's like, do you like Basil? Okay, I, I do, but what is this got? Just hang on, pal, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he was, wanted to know if he could borrow my lawnmower. That was it. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Damn he's, always, he's always borrowing shit from me. You'd think his ex- extensive, illustrious career, he would have a fucking lawnmower. No. No, well, well, look, this is how rich people stay rich. They don't buy anything. They just borrow it off someone else. Yeah. Bastards. <laughs> I'm not sure if this is just because of when it was made, or, but mm. it really does explain the boomer generation. You think it does. In hindsight. Yeah, and it's kind of fun to see all, all the 70s stuff. I like the setting. I think that would have been really interesting to have that transition from the 70s to mm. the 80s and seeing... I mean, I I think the biggest mistake there was calling it that 70s show. I think maybe that was a working yeah. title and they just stuck with it. I don't know. That feels so... Like, I, I don't know what else you could have called it. Yeah, the Bodica <laughs> show, like the the prequel oh. to Robocop. How do you? I don't know what Dick Jones is going to be called because no, that name Bridget, doesn't. But... Yeah, that no, name doesn't mean anything. So I think these. Yeah. I love the idea of these Robocop spinoffs, and I'm looking forward mm. to the Dick Jones one. But yeah, how do you sell it? I think nowadays it's going to be easier. But what do you actually call it? <laughs> Fistful of dick. Yes. Yes, I like that one. That could be the name of this episode. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think with how television is devised... Oh, so this is now so much television, but how drama is now really being devised for long-format storytelling. You mm. know, We still get our movies and stuff, our blockbusters, our action schlock. They work great in a small packaged disposable chunk. So mm. it's going to take an afternoon to watch. I think like modern day dramas are really, really finding their footing. Yeah. In made for TV or long format, you can still have some of that production value. And I think the origin story of like someone like Dick Jones, uh, it could be a rise and fall thing. Maybe he was optimistic at some point, and mm. and maybe it's one of those things of the corrupting force of both him and Bodica or some of those things. Maybe they were both trying to work towards a common goal and society screwed them, maybe. maybe. Yeah, I don't know if the Dick Jones prequel has uh, any sort of IMDb page. Um, I have not been able to find any new information. All I know is that it was... There must have been a, a press release a long while ago, but that's it. I mean... Yep, no, it's been over a year since they talked about it, so 
Well, given that the world is still dealing with a pandemic and stuff, things are going to slow down. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I just uh, quickly clicked onto the Kurtwood Smith Wikipedia. I didn't realize he was, he was in Rambo 3. <laughs> he's a that guy. He definitely gets around. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think he's a that guy. I just was I was just trying to quickly get to the Robocop article to see if there's any uh, new development. I'd like to know if they are... Obviously, they have to recast Dick Jones, um, but I'm wondering if they're going to bring back some recognisable characters like Clarence Boddicker and... Mm. I don't know. I just I want some kind of resolution to that '70s show. I've I've wanted it yeah. for so long. Yeah, I think you'd have to. I think if you're going to do a Dick Jones, you have to have. But their relationship is one of the crucial elements within the the world building of RoboCop. You know, mm. it's, Clarence is as important as Dick in those moments he's in the show. Like not just because he's the the guy who kills Murphy, but he's also this phantasmic force, like, you know... Fantastic he's, Four, he's, yeah. He's, no, no, he's, he's almost like this um, shadow that, uh, like, the cops are having to fight this guy who's just basically just ruthlessly killing them, and they cannot find him or defeat him, you know? Mm. It's, it really does take something like a robot cop mm. to take this guy down, like... You know, he is surrounded by, you know, he's surrounded by his... Maybe that's the thing. Maybe we can find out why he's... How he gets his goons or how he, you know, befriends all these people. How he manages... How does someone like Clarence rub elbows with the second guy in charge of a multi-billion dollar corporation? Mm. That's an interesting tale that we need to know. Yeah, and I like that we have this opportunity now to expand upon stories that you know robocop i mean it's in the title it is a very Mm. focused story on robocop the secondary characters are just there to to propel this story yeah but it's kind of like fan fiction we're getting to a point where we go hmm that character is interesting well what if we followed his past and where does that lead us and there are some spin-offs that have been successful. You know, you've got uh, oh, the Breaking Bad one. Um, well, there's El Camino, but this Better, Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul, yeah. I'm told that's very good. I haven't seen it because uh, yeah. I work full-time now, so <laughs> I have no time to watch television. But Me neither. Yeah. But I've heard good things about it. Franchise pretty much nowadays are pretty much all pretty much fan fiction. Like, everything that's being rebooted and stuff like that is essentially fan fiction. It is. To be honest. The, um, Star, when it, the Star Wars sequel yeah. movies are fan fiction. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but when it comes to sitcoms, well, we've never done spin-offs in different genres. I think that was another nail hmm. in the coffin for this pilot that, you know, Frasier yeah. is a spin-off of Cheers. It's still a sitcom. Yes. You couldn't do Frasier as anything other than a sitcom, I don't think. It just doesn't work. Yeah. So yeah. why... I mean, I love it, but I I don't understand why you would do a, a spin-off of Robocop that isn't science fiction at all or doesn't even hint at that possibility. I mean, we've already talked about why the show was truncated and all that. But yeah, put it there in the forefront. Yeah, I, well, Cheers gets immensely better when you realise that it's a holodeck uh, recreation on the Enterprise. Oh. <laughs> have you heard that theory? Yes, I have. <laughs> it's so good. I hope someone's done an edit of that. Oh, that'd be amazing. But, uh, yeah, 
Because this funny thing is, because I think you can change genres, but you really have to make sure it's really tightly written. Mm. That's the funny thing is, because we've got some franchises now which are doing that, like um, superheroes. People, they're finally going, we just don't want a superhero movie, we want the superhero comedy, or we want a superhero uh, horror. Yeah, there's more of a call for this kind of thing, yeah. to do something a bit weirder. So, yeah, I think, yeah. rest in peace, that 70s show... Uh, yeah. You you were born too early. We barely early. knew ye. We barely knew ye. You were born in the wrong time. <laughs> you, you flew too close to the sun. Yes, Icarus. <laughs> <laughs> the sad thing is my brain went to fucking Man of Steel with that fucking Luther bastard. Uh, yes, so uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. I... Merry Christmases? Yes, I hope it is uh, the, the capitalist dream that <laughs> OCP would have wanted. <laughs> yeah, that's there. We, we, there's some arguments that could be very much made on the OCP assignment of <laughs> just this imagine particular holiday. Yeah, OCP with the, the the holiday season commercials from OCP. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. That Why didn't they do ad breaks in that 70s show? That would have made all the difference. Oh, I think I know where the ad breaks were. Hmm? They were in the ad breaks. They cut them out. Oh. They probably made ad breaks in the meta show, which so that, you know, they knew what the timing was going to be. Hmm. But, of course, everything had to get edited out. So, bastards. We right. never got to see the, uh, I don't know, maybe like the origins of like the first edition uh board game of Newcomb or something like that or maybe like the precursor to Newcomb that also imagine if they opened the episode with the family playing something like Newcomb or you know yeah. any recognisable product you know the SUX car like anything yeah just... maybe there's SUX 1000 like maybe go go a few editions uh, early and that's what I'm saying is that he played it so straight early on mm. I was just like no try to shove as many recognisable images and products in from the beginning yeah oversaturate that shit it, that's it if you're gonna have satire lean into the satire mm. god damn it yeah yep. it's a sad potentially great it's, show yeah it's a sad affair when clearly they they were trying they really wanted to do something and then the network just didn't know what they had ordered or how to handle it so meh. yeah yeah, hopefully we'll get a, a maybe maybe some more episodes will be uh, unearthed. I mean, maybe we can find a script or something like that in the future. I don't know if they filmed anything else, so okay. I I hope one day, like Doctor Who, one day there will be more. Oh, I meant the um, like the uh, the, the the cut footage. The, the, yeah, the twenty minute song. I uh, yeah, maybe it's due for a Blu-ray release. Maybe <laughs> if anyone cares. Or remember when they did the 4K transforma- transformation transfer mm. of RoboCop? Maybe they can finally put that on as like a uh, as a bonus feature. Oh yeah, I'd love I that. I mean, it's probably shot on video, so it's not going to be like the best quality, but yeah. you know, better than what we were watching with just YouTube. Um, yeah, but yeah, I hopefully, hopefully, I have converted you and the listeners, and that 70 show is actually. It had potential. It, it, there is something there, and Kurtzwood Smith really sold it. He was carrying that thing on his own two shoulders. Yeah. Yeah, I... Nah, I, I, it didn't sell it. You sold me on the idea, but the show didn't deliver on your promise. No, no, I had many years to dream up all the possibilities. Yeah. I just... I, 
look, I was a strange child, so I got devoted to some weird shows and some weird concepts. Yeah, well, I was a kid when I watched Robocop, so I was definitely strange to begin with. <laughs> Good. <sighs> so on that note, uh, where can the lovely viewers find you? So you can find me in the new year, being a new me. <laughs> uh, yeah, so nude I... Me? Nude me? Nude me. Um, so, trivianddesigns.com and patreon.com slash trivianddesigns and Courtney Coulson on YouTube and The Greatest Regeneration on Instagram. And you'll be moving on to 1982, I believe. Yes. What, what, what could possibly be waiting for me? Maybe Blade Runner, perhaps? I think, isn't there a Star Trek movie that comes out? There's, ooh, yes. Three? Two or three. Uh and I think Tron. Yeah. I think Tron. E.T. A good Tron. year. E.T. Yeah. Good yeah, it's got some good movies in there. Mm. Uh and you can find me on Fandom Crossing and Helios Photos on the Facebooks and the YouTubes. Speaking of the tubes of you, we also are on there, Spotify, Google, Apple things, Simplecast, uh like, share, subscribe. Most importantly, have a happy holiday, happy Hogswash, happy Kwanzaa, and all the other things. Peace and goodwill, all that stuff. Um, live long and prosper. I've got nothing else. Merry Christmas. Bye. Robocock. <laughs> Jingle balls. Oh, yeah. Jingle balls, <laughs> Robocock. No, 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 no. Don't make me think of other lyrics. There you go. <laughs> <laughs>